There are many things that I could say about Anthony Bourdain and while this book is dedicated to him I will try not to let his memory take over what should be a collection of stories about my time as a cook. I didn't read Kitchen Confidential until almost a decade after it was published. The first time I picked it up was just after my ex-wife moved out and we were separated. Not long after that Medium Raw was released and that was the book that gave me some connection with the man, having gone through a similar time in my life and knowing the pain of separation. I was looking for something, although I didn't know what at the time and somehow along the way Bourdain and a few others filled that void in my existence. No reservations became a big part of my life allowing me to see faraway places while stuck in the same town that I had grown up in. At one point I even purchased a passport but it has never been used. My adventures are of the old school local kind and I am going to have to either make a series of big changes or accept the fact that I am not destined to venture out into the world. Maybe I'm just not the traveling type. There was a hope that had come from Bourdain, knowing that a man could spend the majority of his life slaving in a kitchen and with a series of fortunate events change everything in his life for the better. I started to look at my own life and wondered what I could do to change where his was and get out of the day-to-day funk that was my life. My career was a dead end. What had promised to be an opportunity to grow had dwindled to buy weekly paychecks and no raises for 5 out of the 14 years I had worked in healthcare. The only people that appeared happy were those that had left the hospital who often used the hashtag hashtag life after underscore, fill in with your hospital of choice. I had 14 years of experience in a job that I hated and not much else to offer the world. After my divorce I went out and bought a laptop. It sat in the closet for a year before I pulled it out and started writing. At first it was short stories but all of them were in the same world. Soon I realized they were tied together and part of the same story. A year later I had this thing that I didn't know what to do with. I ran into a friend who had posted a kid's book on Amazon and said what the hell, people buy it or they won't. Skipping ahead, that book turned into $20,000 in sales over three years with sequels and spin-offs. The debt from my divorce was paid off, I had savings in the bank, and I learned I could do something beside mop up blood pick up dismembered fingers from the floor, or learn that I was not going to have another raise after 14 years of service. I was fucking done with it all. I put in a three-week notice to give my supervisor time to find a replacement to work in the ER and even that was fucked up. They should have known something was amuck when there was a flood of people leaving out the door and nobody appeared to be upset about leaving. I took three months off, the first break from working since I was 16 years old and it taught me there was another way to live. I am much happier now earning an income almost double what the hospital was paying, having a daughter, and a supportive wife who puts up with my eccentric ways. There was a time when I thought a person just found a job, went to work, and eventually retired. Towards my final years at the hospital I watched too many people reach retirement age and never make it to receive that first check. The older employees were dropping like flies and it was before they could have that retirement party. I did not want that to be me and because of Bourdain I realized it didn't have to be. Life isn't a closed book where you are destined to do the same thing over and over again. If that's what you want then you can choose that for yourself but these days it's a dangerous path to take. I know too many people who worked for a company for 20 plus years who were eventually escorted to the door, handed a small check and told to fuck off in a polite way. I was determined not to be that person. Bourdain also allowed me to look back at my year as a cook and find the good memories of a time that I had either forgotten or wished to forget. It wasn't the best of times and the people I was hanging out with did not have my best interest at heart. I was an odd guy that didn't appear to fit in anywhere and somehow attracted those who thought they could better themselves by being around me, but at the same time tried to bring me down to make themselves feel better. This was not a winning situation for anyone and I am glad to be done with it. This is why films like Goodwill Hunting is a myth. When Affleck tells Damon that he better arrive at the house one day to find him gone, 
from my own personal experience those friends don't exist. They resent you for trying to better your life and once you leave there is no coming back. If you are bettering your life you shouldn't desire to come back. That was one thing Bourdain always feared, when would the trip be over and he would find himself back in the kitchen, too old to work and wondering what he had done with the time he had. You won't find me working in a hospital ever again and there is a difference between enjoying cooking at home and running a line in a kitchen. Some would say that chefs are the new rock stars of our culture and I would have to disagree. That mentality is dangerous and for those working the line there is nothing glamorous or sexy about slaving over a hot stove and being yelled at for 12 to 16 hours a day. It's factory work with food. Think of the last time you heard about a famous person stamping out auto parts or the sexy guy or girl working the forklift. Working sucks and the best thing we can do is learn from it or at least find the motivation to do something else. Don't wait as long as I did, you never know how much time you might have left to do what you really enjoy.